it's been talked about in my family for my whole life because my dad played in the same game. So beating Central has always been a a goal of mine ever since I was a little kid. So there's been a lot of buildup for this, and it just creates a lot of excitement, I would say. Sports Podcast. I'm your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Munoz. Great episode today. Fantastic time to be alive. If you like high school hoops in the capital city, it's Central East Week. Yes, T-Birds Tribe. They will meet on the floor this Friday. Very excited for that one. Very excited for you guys to listen to our guest, who will be a key member of that game, East leading scorer for the boys, Drew Jackson. Had a fun time talking to him about all kinds of hoops-related stuff, as well as a few shots at Garrett G Money Schlaps. You know, we had. I still have to get to the bottom of this Buffalo Wild Wings burger. I mean, uh, anyways, anyways, so. Why don't you just go try it, man? Just go try it. I, I, I bet you delicious. I can't. I can't spend real money on a burger at Buffalo Wild Wings. I just, I'd never forgive myself. You know what I mean? I think it's worth a shot. Just give Maybe. it a shot. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But first, Robert, how's it going? I'm doing well. Um, excited to watch some. Basketball, like you said, Central East, uh, should be a lot of fun this week. You know, former Cheyenne Central um, Lady Indian, Jordan Jones will be playing on the other side for uh, East this week. So that'll be interesting. Um, it'll be a lot. Central girls are going to have their hands full with that East team. Um Jordan Jones and then uh, guard Bowden Lillidall. Uh, you know, I think they're both top five in the state in scoring. Um, that's not even half of it. So it's going to be a big, big, big test for Central on the girls' side for sure. Looking forward to it. So I'm doing well to answer your question. You, you dove right in there. Let's just start with the girls' game. You know, East, the Thunderbirds look unstoppable. The Lady T-Birds just look like an absolute machine. Try to put it into words here for me. Just how, how good is this East girls' team so far into this season? I think their closest game uh, has been a 20-point win earlier this season, and I, I can't remember who they played. It might have been an out-of-state opponent. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's just how good they are, you know. Um, it's just hard to see them losing. It's hard to see them losing. And, you know, it's it's crazy because it's so hard for a team to go undefeated. You don't want them to lose at the wrong time. 
you know what I mean? But uh, we saw the Douglas girls go undefeated, um, win a state title. So, you know, it's not impossible. No doubt. The two closest games of the season for the Lady T-Birds so far, they played at Laramie. They won by 11. And then earlier this season, they only won by 20 against Lander. So I, for, I, I forgot about the Laramie game last week. Yeah, Laramie was actually winning at halftime in that contest. I for, completely forgot about that. I apologize to Laramie, who is not a bad team. The coach Terrence Reese over there, first year, making some strides. Yeah, he's got the he's got the ball rolling for the Lady Plainsman for sure. So let, let's talk a little bit. Let's let's admire the greatness that is Bowden Lilladal. What what do you think is the best thing about her game, Bowden? You know, uh, she's she's just a sniper. Uh, she can shoot it from anywhere, and uh, she's really efficient. Um, I don't know what her shooting percentage is off the top of my head, but I, I know it's it's really high, especially from the three point line. Um, and she's short, you know, five five, five six, maybe, and she's able to just get the, get her shot off so easy. Um, it, 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 she's it's really impressive. And it's even more impressive that there's – I mentioned Jordan Jones earlier, but she's back and – she's not back. She's back in Cheyenne. She's with East now. And, you know, Bowden's still just able to just score. And those two just work so well together. And they're not taking any points away from the other. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, those two are the top leading scorers in the 4A at 4A on the east side there if i'm looking at this correctly they would be in the top five of all of 4a but insane insane the numbers that those two are putting up both shooting just a hair below under 50 percent i mean it's it's crazy it's crazy when you have a a duo like that so certainly looking forward to them against central let's move over to the boys game what are you looking forward to? What are you going to be looking at in this East Central boys basketball game? Uh, maybe kind of the same thing I was kind of looking forward to. Um, when Central and South played last week is how South was going to guard Nathaniel Talich. So it'll be interesting to see how um, the T-Birds come out and do that, you know. South had a little bit of success last week um, playing zone against him. He, I, 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 you know, I say success, he still had 34 points, but it seemed like he was a, a little less destructive when South was in its zone. So, you know, maybe he's could do a little of that. Um, you you got to make him shoot from the outside. He can knock it down, but you can't let him in it. You just can't let the the kid get inside because he's shooting. I think like almost seventy percent from inside the arc. Um, he's so good at finishing and getting to the free throw line. So, got to figure out a way to beat him. And 
I guess just make him shoot from the outside is the best way to do that and just maybe clog the paint. Um, or just have a guy chase him, you know? Don't If he doesn't get the ball, he can't score. You've you've gotten the chance to see Talich a few times here. Obviously, we love watching him play hoops and love talking about it. What do you think he's brought to the table this year that he hasn't had in previous years? Um, it seems like he's had everything in the previous years, but this year he's just a monster rebounder. Uh, when we had him on the podcast before the season, the first week of the season, whatever it was, we talked about him growing a couple inches and he's really just crashing the glass and he gets offensive rebound. He leads the team in rebounding. He's averaging over seven a game. Um, a lot of second chance opportunities. He, He had a huge offensive rebound last week in their loss to South. Um, down the stretch that kind of uh kept him in the game late um you know just rebounding he's he's just doing a lot of damage on the boards that's for sure making up for uh some some of the lack of rebounding that you know obviously they lost last year Lawson and Brady Storbo and Brock Storbo and yeah yeah, it's, it's pretty hard at high school basketball to replace a seven-footer. You know, those guys don't really walk through the gym doors all that often. So rebounding is, is crucial, man. I, I love rebounding. I'm a big rebounding guy. So it's good to see – good to hear that he's crashing the glass that way. Let's move over, let's move over to the east side and our man, today's guest, Drew Jackson. What – what is it about this East team that, you know, you mentioned during the interview that you feel like they've outperformed expectations. What, what makes you say that? Uh, Drew talked about it and they just play really well together, get out and run. And, you know, um, kind of seems like they know where each other is going to be when they're running that fast break and whatnot. And I think, uh, you know, what, were, what were your expectations for this East team entering the year? Um, you know, I thought they were going to obviously be competitive. Um, I don't know if they were going to come out and be 13 and, and one to start the season. If you want me to be honest, I thought, I thought South was going to, um, you know, I, I thought maybe, well, South still has a chance to beat them, but, I wouldn't say I thought South was going to sweep the series season series over them, but, you know, I thought South was at least going to win one game and they still can, but East has come out and uh, they're just playing really well. What, what would you say we talked about it with Drew, but what would you say is probably the best thing that this T-Birds team does? I think uh, they respond well to their coaching. I think their coach gets a lot out of them. Coach Rusty Horsley gets. I think he. I think they. I think. He's just a great coach, and players respond to him well. And, you, you know, it's it's hard to beat a team like that when it's they're always just giving all top notch effort and playing together and. 
there's no egos or anything and they just want to win. It's the recipe for success for many high schools across the country, certainly. So before we get to Drew Jackson here, don't want to put you on the spot, but do you want to put, do you want to make any predictions on, on the boys game? I, I won't make you make a prediction on uh, the East girls. I will say this, whoever, I think, whoever, I think it's going to be split um, in the regular season series. Whoever loses this week is going to win the next game. That's what I think. I like that prediction. I like that. Well, I, I also, I was thinking about this before we started recording. You, of course, are an East grad. You played some hoops in high school. What's your favorite memory of a Central East hoops game? You know, you, you asked me this last year, actually. I, I still want to hear the story again. It's, it's a great story. And uh, it doesn't come from me personally being involved in one of the games. It was my freshman year, and um, one of the East players hit, hit a game-winning shot. And he ran by the student section, central student section, and flipped him off. And, you know, take it how you want, good or bad memory. It's not a good or bad memory for me. It's just a funny memory. It's funny. <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Well, you know, hopefully we don't have any too much of bad – hopefully we don't have too much bad blood in, in Friday's contest between this, this iteration of the Central East game. Let's get to one of the players who will be in the game this Friday – Right now, Drew Jackson, he's the leading scorer for the T-Birds, averaging over 16 a game. We had a great time talking to him. Really, really fun kid. Bright future ahead of him on, on the athletic field, wherever he wants to take it. So enjoy this interview with East Drew Jackson right now. All right. Our next guest on the pod, a very special guest, somebody that – We've heard many good things about whether it's football, basketball. He's a hooper right now. Hoops is in season at East. Drew Jackson. Drew, how's it going? How's, how's this Wednesday treating you here? Um, it's going good. Uh, it's a good Wednesday, Central Week. A lot of excitement. Uh, little nerves, but not too much. A good amount, and I'm just looking forward to Friday. So what is a good amount of nerves for you? Um, a good amount of nerves for me is just like a little bit of butterflies in my stomach because that, that keeps me level-headed and uh, keeps me ready for the game. So, I like that. I like that. That way you know you're excited to play. So it's obviously it, it's a fun time anytime Central and East get together for any sport. But what is it about when you guys play against one another in hoops that, you know, it just it, – it makes the rivalry a little extra special? What is it about that for you? Um, for me personally, I think that uh, it's been talked about in my family for my whole life because my dad played in the same game. So beating Central has always been a, a goal of mine ever since I was a little kid. So 
there's been a lot of uh, build up for this and it just, it just creates a lot of excitement. I would say. You love to hear that, that there are family ties, <clears throat> generations of Jackson's mm-hmm. playing in this game. So what, what are you most looking forward to about this iteration of the rivalry here? Um, mostly what I'm looking forward to is I grew up with a lot of these kids because if you don't know, I grew up on the central side of town and uh, then went over to east. And so a lot of these kids were my friends growing up and uh, and uh, it's just fun to play. It adds a little bit more rivalry just for me personally. And then I think my teammates kind of uh, kind of feel like what I'm what I'm playing for and they take that into account and start playing uh, for more than just the game. So, yeah. So did you play travel ball with these kids growing up? Yeah, I played, I kind of bounced around a little bit. I played in, I think from like second to fourth grade, I played with uh, coach Slabs' team, which has basically all my teammates on East right now. It had all those kids. And then, um, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, I played with the kids from my, uh, from the central, some of the kids from the central team, like Chase Talich, and then some of the younger kids. And, uh, then I went back to coach Slabs' team, my seventh and eighth grade year. So I've kind of bounced around a little bit, but I did play with them. So. Is preparation a little bit different in any way, you know, obviously, you know, you're preparing every week, um, preparing the best you can, but to preparation, do you get a little more focused during these weeks? These maybe even against South nowadays, um, but these rivalry weeks. Um, the South game last week was kind of an eye opener just on, or for me, just on the atmosphere and the, the, uh, level of the game. So this week I've kind of made a little goal for myself to be, more focused throughout practice all week, just so I'm ready for that, that, uh, loud atmosphere. And I kind of know what's going on without having to be told what to do. So that's just kind of a goal I've had for myself this week, but we've been kind of treating it just like any other game, just, uh, going through our stuff and just keeping our level heads as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously you've, I mean, you're having a a kind of a breakout season, um, sophomore year. Just what's been going so well for you early this season? I mean, the team as a whole, you guys are 13 and one. Um, I think that's kind of surprised a lot of people with the production you guys lost from last year and coming in. Um, Do you think you guys uh, are maybe exceeding expectations? Um, Yeah, I do. I I think that, within our team, we knew what we were capable of. Uh, we, we knew that a goal for ourselves this season would be to be a more hardworking team, like in the games and play better defense and all that. And uh, that's been something we've noticed that has been a lot better than last year. And that's helped us a lot for, for example, we lost all those scores last year, like Graydon and Jake and uh, McCoy and uh, so the defense, defensive side of things has really helped us out in those tough games like against um, Scotts Bluff and South and those teams. 
Is that what stood out to you the most uh, about your team this year is, uh, you know, defense, maybe rebounding. Um, what is it that stood out about you guys so far this season that's allowed you to be so successful? Um, yeah, defense definitely. And then rebounding has been huge. Kaiser does a great job for us. And then we just, and then we have a lot of other good rebounders as well, but Kaiser's so long, he gets so many rebounds. And then uh, one thing that I noticed has also been better is free throw shooting for us. There was a couple of games where we had a rough game, but uh, we've been shooting free, uh, free throws pretty good overall this season, I would say. You're leading the T-Birds in scoring this year. What, what has it been that has allowed the offense to kind of flow through you? Um, I think mostly just our chemistry, just from playing together when we were younger. Uh, I think that helps because we all understand our roles. I've kind of, I kind of just, I score most of my points just from free throws, honestly. And, uh, and those come from just great looks from my teammates who know kind of our style of game. And uh, I leak out and that's just kind of, we just like to play fast and that's kind of how we've played our whole lives. And that helps us because we got used to playing fast because our whole lives we've been small, like a small team. And then this year we got, we, we were added with some height and uh, that helped us out a lot. And the good thing about it is we got height and we still are able to play fast. So against a lot of teams, that's hard to deal with. You talked about getting good looks and playing fast and everything. Garrett Schlabs is a, he's a dimer. Uh, is he the, is he the best passer you've ever played with? Yeah, of course. I haven't seen a passer like him. He's, he's just, he, he never stops. He, he's, he's the hardest worker I've ever seen. And he, he just keeps going. He just finds good looks and he's going hard on defense and he does so much more for our team than a lot of people I think would realize. So looking at the top 10 scores on the 4A East side of things, you're in the mix there, but I noticed that you have the lowest field goal percentage among these guys. So what do you need to do to be more efficient as a scorer? Um, a big thing for me is keeping my confidence up in the game. Uh, I used to like last year, if I would miss a shot, my confidence would like kind of be shaken, shaken a little bit. And I would, uh, I would not be making the shots that I usually make. And that's kind of led into this year a little bit. That's, I think why my field goal percentage is so low. Luckily I, uh, free throws have helped me like pick myself back up with that. And I, um, that brings my confidence back. And then my coach knows. So he's just like, just play your game. And that's what I'm, I think I'm starting to do now uh, as the season goes forward. I love free throws. I personally think if you can knock down a high percentage of free throws, it says a lot about you as a player and your focus and your confidence and your ability. You're shooting 81% from the line. If the current statistics are correct, as we're recording this podcast here, what, what's your free throw routine? Um, my free throw routine is to uh, spin the ball to myself and put it on my hip and take a deep breath. Then I dribble the ball three times and spin it back to myself and then shoot. So has that always been the routine or is that something that you've developed over the years here? 
Um, it's always been my routine, but something I've changed recently is uh, the deep breath after the, after the spinning the ball to myself the first time. And that helps me because a lot of the time when I was younger, I was rushing it and my free throws weren't as good. And that deep breath kind of helps me remind myself that I just got to slow down. I love it. I love it. Well, you talked about playing at a fast pace. You know, you, you guys also play at a fast pace in football. Do you think that helps at all? You know, just having that stamina and, you know, kind of wanting to get out and go. Um, yeah, I do. I think a huge thing about uh, playing fast is the excitement. Like if you get a fast break and a layup, the crowd gets loud, the, your team gets loud. It's a, whole, it's a huge momentum builder, and I think we've just gotten used to that. And in football and basketball, I think we just enjoy that and we like to keep doing it. So. I know uh, kind of talked about the leap that you've taken from last year into this year. Um, you know, where do you think you've taken the biggest step? Um, I think the biggest step I've taken is defensively, honestly. I, I think that I've been doing a pretty good job. And really that's like credit goes to my teammates because we've been – working on that in practice and in open gyms all summer. It's kind of been in the back of our minds all year. And uh, that's really helped me out. So kind of talking about taking the leaps. I know you have some hops. Can you, can you dunk it? Can um, it I can, I can barely. It's not that good. I'm hopefully going to hit a growth spurt soon and be able to throw down a little harder. That'd be, that'd be real nice for some fast break, uh, fast break opportunities or catching some lobs next year from, uh, from Garrett. That would be, yeah, that would be Garrett nice. is. Yeah. Garrett's a very good lob thrower. So if we could put that together, that'd be sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So like, I mean, we talked about how great you guys, you guys are rolling right now. Um, you know, I mentioned 13 and one, you know, what, what does it take to kind of just keep going and build on this and just, you know, maybe try it because as well as you guys are playing, you're not peaking. Um, what does it take to maybe just put everything together and maybe just kind of peak at the right time? Um, we've been working on being more consistent in our offense. Our half court uh, offense has been it's been all right this year, but not great. Not where we want it to be. And so we've been trying to be more consistent in that and uh, not just rely so much on playing fast and uh, fast break opportunities. So let, let's get back to the matchup against Central here. You mentioned that you grew up uh, with a lot of the guys on the tribe. Who is it when you're out there on the court that, you know, when you're picking off defensive matchups, you're like, oh, man, I got this guy. He's not scoring tonight. Who, who's that for you? Um, one of my good uh, friends – is Chase Talich. So we've been friends forever. So it's kind of just been this thing ever since I uh, went to East that we would guard each other. And, and uh, I enjoy, I enjoy that matchup. And, uh, and I think he does too. He's a little bit taller than you, right? I mean, is, is that, is that uh, a little difficult sometimes or did Chase hit a growth spurt recently that I didn't notice? Um. I, he was tall last year, but definitely not as tall as he is this year. So 
I guess, I guess we'll see if we're matched up against each other. I guess we'll see how that is, but, uh, but yeah, he definitely hit a growth spurt. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, what, what is the one thing that chase does that, you know, you have to, you have to be prepared for. Um, he's real strong and in, inside the paint and he shoots the ball pretty well. So I know that out, outside of the three point line, I have to keep a hand up and inside the, inside the post, I have to stay on my, or I mean, inside the paint, I have to stay on my feet and not go for his ball fakes. Cause inside the paint, he plays a lot like Nathaniel who's they're very good at playing or slowing down in the paint and using their ball fakes and getting people in foul trouble. Well, We've kind of been dancing around it here, but what do you, before we ask you the same question, what is it with Garrett Schlabs and, and a burger at Buffalo Wild Wings? What's your opinion on that? What's my opinion on his specific burger I mean, or how, mine? How, 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 can you, how can you order a burger at Buffalo Wild Wings? I mean, how, what do you think of that choice? Um, well – you're going to you're going to laugh at this but uh I understand because I get chicken strips from Buffalo Wild Wings. So, yeah, I understand. I know where Garrett's coming from. That, that's a perfectly acceptable order in my opinion. Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, chicken strips, they're they're close, but anyways, mm-hmm. we'll wrap it up here. We like to do this with everyone who comes on the pod. You've got a burger in front of you, Drew. You can put anything on this burger, anything you want in the world. It's going to be the Drew Jackson burger. What's going on the Drew Jackson burger? Um, my favorite burger is to just have the patty and the, the hamburger buns and put ketchup and French fries on it, and that's all I like. Just ketchup and fries, nothing else. Yep, that's it. All right, all right. So where where are you creating this concoction? Is it is there a place in your head where you're like, all right, I've got it, or is this something that you're making at home? Um, a place a place I really like to do it is it's a Nebraska uh, fast food restaurant. It's called Runza, and I love put I love that place. And then it, it's also a lot like Culver's. So at Culver's, I do the same thing. All right, all right. Were, were, were you aware that Arunza is coming to Cheyenne in the near, near future? Heck yeah, I am. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> nice. He got the Google alert on his phone. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, Drew, really appreciate your time. Drew Jackson, leading scorer for the East T-Birds. Good luck on Friday, and thanks for coming on the podcast with us. Yep, thank you for having me. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that with East Drew Jackson. We certainly did. Wish him the best of luck against one of our other favorite guys, Nathaniel Talich. I, I don't know how – or one of my favorite guys. I, I don't know how I can root against either of those guys now. That's that's kind of – it's a predicament. I guess I shouldn't be rooting anyways. But, you know, you can't help you, – you just got to root for both guys to go off for 30. I guess that's that's the best – that's why I didn't want to make too much of a prediction, but I gotta say my prediction from last week was wrong. When it came when it came to the the Phillies versus the Phillies, brutal, brutal. Were loss. you at that game? Was it was it close? It was 
close down the stretch, but the Neshona County Phillies just could never get it close enough. I thought it was going to mirror the game the previous week for, for the NC girls against Sheridan, where they had a couple opportunities at three down by two to win the game, but none of them, none of them would fall. Shout out to Alex Bright for a big bank three in that one. But this week they just could never close the gap close enough to get, you know, within a bucket of Cody and, and flipping the outcome in that game. It was tough. It was tough. I, I really, I feel for those, those girls on the NC Phillies, they're trying their darndest and they just cannot come up with a big win. They'll have some more opportunities though. So plenty, plenty left from them. Plenty left from them. Big weekend of hoops for myself while Robert will be at Central East. I've got K-Dub, Sheridan Boys on Friday. Number two and three at 4A. Number one, Sheridan knocked off Thunder Basin last week. In my own personal rankings, number two, Sheridan. Number three, Kelly Walsh. Number one, Thunder Basin. You know, they, they may have lost to Sheridan, but I've seen Sheridan against Natrona County, and it wasn't – they didn't play up to a number one billing, in my personal opinion. So, in my in my head, they are still the number two team in the state. Now, all of that could change in, in one more outing to Casper here. It's a conference game this time for Sheridan, so maybe they'll have a little more juice – Excited to see that one, though. I'm very, very pumped up for that one. Then I'm making another drive north to see Upton again. I'm intrigued. They're going to play Midwest on Saturday. Midwest is not a strong basketball team this year, but I would like to see Luca Brooks again. Just guy can play. can absolutely ball, so. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to plenty of high school hoops over the weekend. Hope you're enjoying high school hoops as well somewhere in some gym across this great state of ours. Really, really appreciate everybody who's been listening, rating, reviewing the podcast. It means the world to Robert and myself. Just it's fantastic to see the growth, the growth of this thing. It's it's always fun each week to put it out. Really appreciate Drew Jackson and his time, and good luck to him and, and Nate Talich as well. Excited to see some outcomes. This, it's, it's a big weekend of high school hoops, especially at 4A this weekend. So can't wait to get back on the mic here next week. Shout out to Shakewell for the music. You do.